0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker. <sighs> And on today's podcast, we're recapping the Colts' seventh loss of the season as they lose at home on Monday Night Football to the now 4-7 and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Colts, as mentioned, do drop to 4-7-1. and one. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the playoffs. Uh, I don't think any of us expect anything in, in that regard at this point. Uh, I would just like competent clock management at this point. Um, yes, so the Colts lost 24 to 17 at home in the game where they did have opportunities to uh, win this game at the end. Let's get into some of the stats coming out of this game. First for the offense, uh, Matt Ryan on the day, I, I would say if you watch the game, you would probably agree that even though the stats are sort of average on at best, he had some rough moments in this game, especially in the first half where the Colts barely moved the ball at all. Uh, he was 22 of 34, 64.7% completion percentage, 199 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and the passer rating is 77.9. Sacked three times uh, for a loss of 19 yards. He did fumble the ball once uh, late in the fourth quarter and did end up, uh, the team did end up recovering it. So, yet, yet again, uh, another uh, multi turnover or uh, multi fumble day uh, for for Matt Ryan. So just a a frustrating game from him, Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't all bad on offense. Um, Frustratingly, Jonathan Taylor seemed to be getting going early on, uh, and he ended up finishing the game with twenty carries for eighty-six yards, a four-point-three average, and a rushing touchdown. Um, Matt Ryan was second with four carries for twenty-two yards, a five-point-five average, uh, including a long scramble. Uh, in the fourth quarter on that drive that could have tied up the game. Uh, Zach Moss, we did see him again, uh, one carry for two yards. So uh, at this point, it is basically uh, the Colts sort of becoming a pass-heavy offense. And it's, look, going into this game, the Steelers had a top-ranked run defense, and I get it. Uh, But there were clear signs early on that Jonathan Taylor was having success uh, in spite of that. Um, on paper, everything said, you should pass on the Steelers team. They are not good at, get, at consistently defending the pass. Uh, and the Colts did that and did not have success, especially in the first half of the game. The second half, things got better. Uh, and I think we, we saw in particular with uh, promising rookie Jelani Woods uh, that they finally found a, a weakness that they could exploit in the Steelers secondary. Uh, and as I mentioned, Woods had eight receptions on the day, which is more than his entire rest of the season combined. He came into the game with only seven receptions for all of 2022. He had eight receptions for 98 yards. Uh, and just honestly, it, it probably could have had more. He had uh, uh, some drops in this game, uh, probably would have had his first 100 yard receiving game uh, as a rookie tight end. Uh, if you're looking at him and, and thinking, You know, there's some potential here. Uh, I would agree with you. The guy's big and physical. He can move. uh, And it's clear that uh, in this game, at least, Ryan had developed a bit of a rapport with him. Uh, Second on the team of receptions, Michael Pittman. He had seven receptions on 11 targets for 61 yards, and he did have a touchdown. Uh, The frustrating thing here, and Pittman sort of even alluded to this after the game, is uh, his first half was rough. He had some drops. Uh, some opportunities, and uh, those were not cashed in. Uh, he was much better in the second half, including uh, a big 28-yard reception to kick off that final drive for the Colts in the fourth quarter. Um, but he he did have some opportunities that were missed in the first half. He noted it as such, but he did that as a leader. Michael Pittman was far from the biggest problem uh, on the Colts on Monday night football, uh, Mo Alley Cox, two receptions for 14 yards, Paris Campbell, two receptions for 14 yards. He also had some opportunities as well, uh, that were left on the field. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, three receptions for 12 yards and Alec Pierce was targeted twice, but had no receptions overall, just, I mean, the, the Colts scored 17 points, but they did so, um, and that is basically their scoring average for the year, I believe it is legitimately right at seventeen points per game. Uh, so they're keeping with their trend of having a just terrible offense. Uh, the as I mentioned in the uh, preview podcast coming into this one, even though the Steelers did not have on paper a uh, pass rushing uh, a top pass rushing unit on paper from a, a rankings and total sacks and all that standpoint. Again, that, it was sort of a false positive because of the fact that T.J. Watt spent a good bit of this year injured. Uh, now, to be fair, T.J. Watt was basically a non-factor in this game. Uh, credit to Smith at right tackle for uh, just doing a great job of, of limiting uh, what he was able to do in this game. The rest of the Steelers, though, were able uh, to generate consistent pressure um, in the pocket for Matt Ryan. And ultimately, I think that is the thing that uh, really upended uh, this Colts offense. And it was, again, it was about the matchups. The Steelers had a better pass rush than what showed on paper. We saw that in the game. Uh, we saw the Colts unable to really move the ball downfield uh, consistently until you know later in the game. Uh, and at times, the play calling was suspect. Uh, there were some issues with it. Uh, at times, Matt Ryan was holding on to the ball too long or not finding the targets. And frankly, at times, guys just weren't open, uh, where the entire the secondary of the Steelers did a good job of just blanketing everyone. So overall, just another mediocre offensive performance. Uh, and a lot's going to be said about the last three, three and a half minutes of the game, the final drive for the Colts. Where they just seemed to let time burn off the clock with all three timeouts, and they just let it continue to burn off the clock. I'm as I'm not as critical in this regard uh, because I think they uh, they didn't want to give the Steelers the ball back. Uh, and in in my mind, I actually think that if the Colts had scored a touchdown, I think they would have gone for two to try to put this one away. Um, and honestly, I think that would have been the right decision for everyone's sanity instead of sending this thing to overtime. Uh, but the way it played out, it, I think everyone was looking at this and saying from a clock management standpoint, it was completely fumbled. I, I get it. There, were, there was a period where about 43 seconds fell off the clock uh, as they went into the third down run right before the fourth down, the end of the game um and that sequence did look bad but in total i didn't have a problem with them not using timeouts uh for the majority of that drive it just the results i think make it look worse uh but in total uh just a terrible outing for the offense and at this point if you're looking towards the draft and thinking who's the quarterback that we can get for the future uh don't blame you at all with the way things are playing out all right, we're going to talk about the defense, how the Steelers offense did uh, in this game. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue Podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're talking about the 24-17 loss the Colts suffered at home uh, on Monday Night Football as the Steelers came in and took one away from them. Uh, the Colts' playoff hopes are basically dead at this point. They're technically still in the race, but I don't think anyone looks at the schedule ahead and thinks that the Colts are going to run the table and sneak into the playoffs. So for our intents and purposes, playoffs, uh, we're 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 done talking about the playoffs. All right. We talked about what the Colts' dreadful offense did, and I want to talk about the defense because coming into this game, I actually felt like this was a, a, a game where the defense was going to be a big factor. They were going to have a, a prime opportunity here against a rookie quarterback who has been turnover prone and uh, struggling in his first year. Um, they reminded us on fun Monday Night Football that, you know, the past couple games Pickett has limited the turnovers. I think that's in, due in part to the Steelers just, you know, taking a lot off of his plate. Uh, and really this, this seemed like a prime opportunity for the Colts defense to – have a big game, and yet they gave up 24 points, which is uncharacteristic for them, especially at home. They've been, uh, and and this one again, they gave up uh, a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, or what ultimately ended up being uh, a game-winning drive, as the Colts, uh, you know, did have the lead and ended up surrendering it uh, and giving up a two-point conversion, which which uh, you know put the score at 24-17. Uh, Kenny Pickett was 20 for 28, 71.4% completion percentage, 174 yards, uh, sacked three times, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and 87.5 passer rating. Now, for those who are watching, Pickett, I think, had uh, some opportunities uh, that he didn't take advantage of as well. Uh, He was able to pick up some yards on the ground. Again, uh, I think we've seen this. Where you know the mobile quarterbacks have really you know done some damage to this Colts defense this year, um, you know in key moments, not not necessarily in total, but in key moments where uh, these guys are able to convert third downs, we're not able to get off the field consistently, uh, and we saw that with Pickett as well. And I think his athleticism is a little bit underrated. He he does move very well. He moved very well in college, uh, and we saw that in this game. Uh, as for the running game, this is really where. They just beat up the Colts. Uh, in total, their rushing game, 36 carries, 172 yards total, a 4.8 average and two rushing touchdowns. The way that breaks down, uh, Snell, 12 carries, 62 yards, 5.2 average. He had one of the rushing touchdowns. Uh, Najee Harris, 10 carries for 35 yards. I thought the before he went out on injury, I thought the Colts did a a fairly good job of limiting the damage from him. He had the other rushing touchdown. As I mentioned, Kenny Pickett, six carries for 32 yards and McFarland, six carries for 30 yards, 172 total rushing yards on the ground, though. And that is, you know, sort of the the Colts have been better in recent weeks against the run. Uh, And in this game, they just got blown out. So, uh, yeah, when you give up 170 yards of rushing, um, that is, that's that's going to be a problem. Now, that said, the Colts' offense didn't do them any favors in the first half. The Colts' offense failed to stay on the field consistently. I think the defense was beginning to get gassed late into the second quarter. But I don't want to make too many excuses because I thought that this was an opportunity for the Colts' defense to really just dial in and uh, you know limit this Steelers' offense, which, frankly, has not been good this year. And they didn't. So uh, in the receiving game, uh, the, the Steelers, Pickens, had three receptions for 57 yards. I mentioned before, I think this kid has a ton of potential. I think we saw glimpses of that ourselves in this game. Uh, Johnson, five receptions for 49 yards. Uh, Freermuth, the tight end, three receptions for 39 yards. So they didn't have a receiver or tight end that completely went off. They only had 174 uh, receiving yards in this game, uh, with Pickens being the highest at 57 yards of those. So they didn't dominate through the air, and I think that's been something we've seen with this Colts defense this year, where the the defense has not been giving up uh, you know big passing games overall. Now, granted, this is, again, a rookie quarterback, so it would have been very frustrating to see them give up a 300-yard game, and that is not what we saw here. Uh, So as for the Colts defenders, uh, we did see Yannick Ngakwe uh, add to his sack total. Uh, He had two sacks, including one that was just like a free run on the the quarterback where they just left him completely unblocked. Uh, I don't don't get that. Uh, Zaire Franklin led the team with 11 combined tackles. Uh, Kenny Moore, who was injured and did not return to the game, uh, had 10 uh, right behind him. Uh, and obviously with more, we're going to pay attention to that, see what happens during the week. But uh, yeah, a little bit concerning uh, to see you know what has been one of our best defensive players the past several years uh, exit the game early. So in total, the defense, uh, in my opinion, did not live up to their standards this year. And I don't want to beat up on them too much, because honestly, uh, the Colts don't have four wins if it isn't for this defense. This is a defense that Um, I think has been uh, consistently good for most of the season. This game, though, felt like a little bit of a letdown. They should have been able to take advantage of a weak Steelers offense, a rookie quarterback, and yet they gave up 24 points. Um, Offense is not blameless here, clearly. Uh, They left the, the defense on the field too much, but in this one, I'm looking at the defense and thinking, uh, they they probably should have done a little bit better, especially for this specific matchup. All right, as for what's ahead, guys, the schedule does not get any better. First of all, still no bye week. Uh, the, the Colts really did take it on the chin from the NFL, having a late bye week. They have one more game before they go on the bye, uh, and that one more game is Sunday night football, December 4th, 8.20 p.m., So they travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, one of the best teams in the NFC right now, uh, competing for the top of the NFC East. After that, they head on the road uh, December eighteenth. So after their bye week, they head on the road to Minnesota to take on another top team in the NFC in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, They return home to host the Chargers again on the road to take on the New York Giants. And they finish the year at home hosting the Houston Texans. That guys is a brutal stretch three teams with winning records uh or four teams pardon me the chargers do as well uh and the texans being the lone team i think that anyone's looking at and thinking that you know they've got a shot of winning so this could be a rough ride to finish out the season uh we will be here to recap every game as always uh and of course the rest of our podcast you can find daily uh nearly daily on any podcast platform Uh, All right, guys, if you've got feedback, comments, questions, uh, hit me up on Twitter at NFLDW. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you daily at StampedeBlue.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.